You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Well, today, Jimmy is really here in spirit. Actually, I'm more here in spirit. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Um, What we're going to do is continue our roster countdown. Jimmy is doing such a fabulous job with these. He's going to do the three numbers today. So um, he's going to do one per segment. So without further ado, let's get to Jimmy. Thanks for tuning in to Locked on Bama. This is Jimmy Stein. I'm going to talk about Caden Clark today. Uh, We've reached number 87 on our roster countdown. Caden, basically, I guess you'd say gray-shirted and and, and now has basically uh, moved into this class. Uh, He did uh, enroll in January and participated in spring practice. He was out there this spring. Uh, I would say that this was a really quiet spring for him, uh, w- w- which, again, we talked about this before with Monkel Goodwine back at 95. Uh, the fact that Caden Clark had a quiet spring makes him a normal freshman. I mean, that's what you – that's what normal freshmen do in the first 15 college practices of their lives and normally don't, don't make a huge splash. Uh, just getting the hang of things, learning the offense, learning their teammates – for many of these guys, they're learning new positions. Caden certainly was a tight end back in high school, but tight ends are used so differently from system to system. There's a very good chance that he was doing new things uh, in his 15 practices this spring. Uh, I see Caden down the road as a very similar player to Major Tennyson, who we talked about in the last roster countdown in terms of being what I call a utility tight end, meaning he'll be able to do a little bit of everything. He can line up at Y, he can line up at H, he can line up at X, he can line up at fullback. I think we'll see Caden do all of those things and sort of be a block first guy. And, uh, hey, there is nothing wrong with that. I know fans, we love it when a tight end has great, exceptional pass receiving skills like we have with our current number one tight end, Jaleel Billingsley, like we've had in the past with Irv Smith and O.J. Howard, who are really receivers first and blockers second. I mean, that, that's what excites the fans because we like the big plays. But the fact of the matter is the coaches like the block first tight ends just as much because if the tight end doesn't get uh, the edge blocked on the strong side, uh, you, can, you can forget having a, a big-time rushing attack. It's just, it's just mandatory for, for a running attack to work. So uh, guys like Caden Clark are invaluable to the coaches and uh, – I think he's going to be very similar to Major Tennyson, probably a guy that make a lot of noise early, but by his third year on campus and, and, and going forth from there, he'll be a, a big physical blocker and a big part of the emphasis in the run game. And we wouldn't have signed Caden Clark if he wasn't a good athlete. So some of these you know, block first tight ends, and, and Major Tennyson is a good example of that. Uh, you know, Don't leave him uncovered or he'll make the play. He'll catch the ball and, and make the play. So uh, I think that's the kind of – guy we have in Caden Clark and uh and uh he's just a positive addition to the team want to tell everybody now about rock auto rockauto.com is where you want to go for all the parts your car will ever need you know I've talked about them a gazillion times rockauto.com go check them out look 
when you go to rockauto.com, you use their easy-to-navigate website, and it is super, super easy. Trust me on this. I'm not a really smart dude, but I can get around the Rock Auto website with ease. Uh, go check them out. When you get there and it says, hey, how'd you hear about us? Be sure to put Locked On Bama or just Locked On. We would certainly appreciate that. They have everything from engine control modules, chassis, I think, and brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil, even new carpet for your car. How about that? You got shag carpet in that car? Give it a shout. I don't know if it's in there, but I mean, it's worth a shot. If you got shag carpet in your car, you're pretty cool anyway. So I bet you already know about rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com. There's no promo code for rockauto.com. You know why? The price is already so low. If they gave out a promo code, you would literally be getting them with money in the package that they send you. rockauto.com. Go check them out. R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O.com. That's rockauto.com. Also, I want to tell everybody about betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag. Now, here you do need a promo code. Promo code locked on. 50% welcome bonus. Think if you just went to some dude's house and you wanted to play some blackjack, right? You walk in the door, you're like, hey, here's $100 from chips. He goes, I'm going to give you $150 because you seem like a nice guy. And you go, oh my God, this is great. So I get free money to bet with? He's like, yes. So you stay there, you bet, you win a bunch more money, and you walk out with, well, I don't know, six seventy five. I think you won about six seventy five that night. That's fantastic. Good job by you. That's how it is over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, they're the best. They're literally the best. Not screwing around here, talking about the best. What are we talking about? The best. Betonline.ag, promo code locked on. You can play poker, blackjack. You can play roulette. You can bet on the ponies. You can bet on, um, I don't know, whatever. Major League Baseball, you want to, okay, if you're into that. You like NBA playoffs? They got them. They got futures. They got college football futures, Heisman odds, national championship odds. They got all that stuff already. Or if you just want to win a bar bet by knowing what a spread is, go to betonline.ag and get that taken care of. Betonline.ag is the place to go to put your bet online. Thus, betonline.ag. Hey, this is Jimmy Stein. Thanks for tuning in to Locked on Bama. We are still on our player roster countdown as we count down the days till the start of fall camp. As I record this, we're 73 days away. We're trying to catch up quickly, and we're getting there today. We're going to talk about a real exciting player. We're all the way down to 81. Number 81 on our roster is Cameron Latu. He was a, he was a talk of the spring. I mean, I, I think if we're talking about what were the big stories this spring that were a bit unexpected, uh, I would put Latu on the short list. Um, he's been on the team for a while. He actually was an outside linebacker in his initial freshman season. That was the position Alabama and pretty much everybody else recruited him to play, uh, you know, out of Salt Lake City where, where we recruited him out of. And, uh, and, and the coaches were high on him, but due to a depth problem at tight end, he was moved to tight end. And I, I thought, you know, my, my expectations from there were basically – at, uh, at Major Tennyson and, and the guy we just covered, Caden Clark, uh, I thought he would just be a block first, utility tight end, and, uh, and that, that's what I thought we would be getting. But, but this is proving very wrong. Uh, I think it's been a project. It was nothing that happened overnight, but the kids just worked his ass off, and uh, the next thing you know, he is a big-time pass-receiving threat at tight end, uh, along with the, the anticipated starter, Jaleel Billingsley. Um, and just in time, too, as an NFL 
offensive coordinator arrives, as we know, the NFL, they love throwing the ball to the tight end in that league. Bill O'Brien has a history with it. I mean, he, he, he coordinated an offense in the NFL that had Rob Gronkowski at tight end. So he certainly, uh, he certainly knows how to, how to do that, how to scheme tight ends open. And uh, Latu doesn't need much of a scheme. This, this cat's pretty shifty in, in the open field. I believe it's true as I say this. Uh, I think Cameron Latu, there were three scrimmages in the spring, three, the two scrimmages and then A-Day. And in all three scrimmages, uh, Latu caught uh, touchdown passes and I think was the only player to do that. So that should show what kind of a uh, expectation they have for him uh, and how often he's going to be used in that role. Uh, it will not be as the, the second tight end or the third tight end like, like we've been using you know, in the last offense, I think in, in this offense, there'll be more movement with the tight ends in terms of where they will line up. And uh, I think we're gonna see both Billingsley and Latu line up all over the place, not just at the traditional Y spot, but also out wide at the H and the X. And, uh, and, and I think there's gonna be a lot of formations, guys, with Latu and Billingsley on the field at the same time. And I, I, I think it's gonna, get, it's gonna give Bryce Young a couple of big targets, and boy, you're really helping a young quarterback when you give him big targets. I, and, and Latu and Billingsley are both six five, you know, six four, six five guys with long arms. Uh, I think they're both going to be weapons. But Latu sort of came out of nowhere. I mean, who would have guessed? I mean, if you're you're going to say, hey, there's going to be a dude on the team that is on, the only one guy that's going to catch touchdown passes in all three scrimmages. Your first guess would be Mechie, if you didn't know he was going to be, you know, injured and, and, and out for all the spring. And then maybe your second guess might have been Slade, or or maybe it would have been Billingsley, but the answer ended up Cameron Latu. Uh, and let, let's remember, I, I was when they first moved him over there, I'm like, this is going to be a block first guy. So this is a pretty well-rounded kid. As a matter of fact, I would say probably is a better blocker than Billingsley. And while Billingsley is a more explosive athlete, is probably the better pure receiver, I'm not so sure based on what I saw this spring that Latu might not be the best all-around tight end on the roster. And that's saying a lot because I think as we speak, Billingsley's like number two on Mel Kuyper's list of, uh, of tight ends in, 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 the, in the next draft. So uh, Alabama very blessed at the tight end position this year with Billingsley and Latu, who are both eligible to return in 2022 if they choose to do so they're also both draft eligible wouldn't shock me to see both come back wouldn't shock me to see both enter the draft i guess the best bet is one goes one stays but let's worry about that another day for right now the worry is going to be uh we're going to find enough balls on the field to, to get to all these guys i mean latu and billingsley should both catch a lot of balls we'll just end this with a prediction i think alabama's tight ends as a group Latu, Billingsley, and Major Tennyson, and the surprisingly good right off the bat, Robbie Oos. I think they will combine to catch more balls at the tight end position than, than any tight end group in Alabama football history. I really believe that's bold proclamation, but I believe it myself. I'd bet on it. The most catches uh, for, a tight end, uh, for the tight end position uh, in, in Alabama history uh, I believe the answer to the current question, it would be either the year that OJ and Irv were on the team at the same time, but I, I think that's not the right answer. I think the right answer is 89. In 1989, Lamont Russell 
who uh, was first-team All-SEC, caught a million balls in that Homer Smith offense with Gary Hollingsworth as his quarterback in 1989. I forget how many balls he caught. It was somewhere around 60, obviously, the backup tight ends, like Steve Buskey. He may have also, you know, added to that. Charlie Abrams, I think, was a tight end on that team. Uh, he might have caught a ball or two. But, uh, yeah, that's the record that this group has to beat. And uh, I think they'll do it. So uh, maybe that'll be a good prop bet on betonline.ag. This is Jimmy Stein on Locked On Bama. We're doing another player in our player roster countdown. Today we're down to 79. Chris Owens, a extremely valuable member of the starting lineup, in my opinion. Uh, Chris Owens has been around for a while. I put this in a blog the other day or on a tweet or something because it, when I stumbled into it, it sort of surprised me. But Chris Owens has been around this long. He was in the signing class with Jalen Hurts. I mean, Chris Owens came in when Jalen Hurts and Josh Jacobs came into the program. It feels like Josh Jacobs is an NFL veteran, and Chris Owens is still on the team. Uh, but, yeah, I think this is Chris Owens' sixth season at Alabama. It was a red shirt, a, you know, a senior, you know, a fifth-year senior a year ago, but with COVID not counting against anyone's eligibility, Chris returns for a sixth season. And, you know, some people think he might not play center and might be at right tackle. He's played right tackle before in games and played it well. He has great positional versatility. He can obviously play guard, which might ultimately be his position in the NFL. But, but frankly, I, I like him at center, and I hope he sticks at center because when I think of a, a, a really good situation for your college football team at center, I can't imagine one where your center, you know, he – your center has to be your smartest guy up front. He's got to be smart and experienced, and Chris Owens is really smart. He, he's one of the brightest guys on the team. He has a ton of experience. He's mature. He's older. All of these traits just fit that center position so well. I suspect Chris has a good chance to be a team captain this fall uh, and the leader of that offensive line group. So real valuable member of the team, I think, in terms of, you know, there's better players. I mean, I'm going to be honest. We're always honest here. We have better players than Chris Owens, even on the offensive line. But it's, it's, there's more to it than that. And, and that experience and maturity and leadership is so hugely important. It's exactly the reason that, that Nick Saban and the coaches asked Chris to return for a sixth year. Not only gives him an, an a additional year to audition for a job in the NFL, they just see his leadership uh, with, with what amounts to an all-new offense uh, with a new coordinator, new quarterback, new way of doing things, lost so many guys to the NFL in that last group. That's why they asked Chris to come back. I mean, we have 17 offensive linemen on scholarship for right now for, that, that are scheduled to be on the team this fall, 17. So it's not like they begged Chris to come back because we lack bodies. They had the bodies. They could have even gone with an experienced uh, guy in the middle with Emil Echior, who might end up being the center after all, while Chris kicks out to, to guard or tackle. But I'm just saying there's a reason the coaches really wanted Chris back and asked him to come back. So I think Chris Owens would be on the short list among the most valuable players on this team. And again, one of the leaders, great kid. I encourage all y'all to follow him on Twitter. Uh, 
I saw just, just this week, it was funny, he's an outspoken fan of the New York Yankees, and uh, he made it up to New York, and he was at Yankee Stadium uh, a few nights ago when Corey Kluber pitched the no-hitter for the Yankees, and Chris Owens was there, and he was so excited to be a part of that. Uh, so he's a good follow on Twitter, a great kid, one of the best kids, one of the best personalities on the team, and a real leader, and, uh, and we're lucky to have him. I think uh, Chris Owens should be on everybody's list of uh, favorite kids on the team.